Hi and welcome to the show. Fiji has set their sights on the outsourcing industry. This otherwise relatively sleepy little nation of just one million people was relatively isolated economically. They focused mainly on tourism and that was all thrown into doubt with, of course, the COVID pandemic. One of the silver linings of this pandemic for Fiji was their outsourcing industry. The industry had existed previously, but it was relatively sleepy at just 3,000 people. Over the coming two years, they grew that population of the outsourcing industry to 8,000 people. And now the industry and government and Fijian people are really doubling down on this early outsourcing success. They are developing a roadmap to generate 25,000 jobs by 2025. So it's a really ambitious target and uh, it's something really exciting for the prospects of the Fijian economy and people. So today I have Sagufta Janif on the show. She is the executive director of Outsource Fiji. I'm really excited to have her here to discuss the exciting prospects of outsourcing for the Fijian nation. As always, if you want any of the show notes, go to outsourceaccelerator.com slash podcast. Enjoy. This podcast is brought to you by Outsource Accelerator. We are the world's leading outsourcing marketplace and advisory. We help big and small businesses with their outsourcing needs, and we can help you too. We cover everything from offshore business and staffing strategy optimal outsourcing structures, implementations, and fully managed services. If you are already outsourcing, about to start, or are somewhere in between, then we can ensure that you get the best from outsourcing. That's the best prices, best terms, and of course, the best results from your offshore operations. The Outsource Accelerator Marketplace now covers over three thousand outsourcing firms representing a global workforce of over five million people. We also host this leading outsourcing podcast, publish inside outsourcing, and have over fifteen thousand pages of content on the site. Because we span the entire market, we can ensure that you get the best deal possible. Get in touch Today, visit us at outsourceaccelerator.com slash quote. Also, if you find this podcast interesting or valuable, please share it. We have now produced hundreds of episodes featuring the outsourcing world's most prominent luminaries. Please show your support by sharing this podcast today. Shagufta, welcome to the show. I want to hear all about Fiji today. So why don't you start by uh, just telling us, giving us the high level of uh, Fiji where you're sitting at the moment. Ah, Thank you. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I'm glad to be here. Well, Fiji is a very, very well known for its beautiful tropical beaches, uh, 
a tropical climate, white sandy beaches, and a wonderful diverse marine life. And we are located in the Pacific region, so we are a small island nation uh, based in the South Pacific. We have a population of, of about just close to a million people. And uh, yeah, so we have our main our language of communication is also English and we are a happy friendly place like we'd like to say we're a small island paradise uh, where you have the most friendliest people on on the earth with the friendliest smiles wonderful I actually grew up in New Zealand which of course is very wow. close to Fiji and, and Fiji was always the the holiday destination of choice for most New Zealanders unfortunately uh, we never got over there as a family and and I haven't been but I, I'm really really eager to check it out and of course it has a fantastic reputation for incredible uh, beach life and resorts and wonderful <laughs> lifestyle so uh, I'm certainly excited to explore the outsourcing side of uh, Fiji with you today. So Subhuftar I suppose you know we've painted a picture of the island can you now zoom in a little bit and um, you uh, will maybe explain your role but you are the executive director of Outsource Fiji um, mm -hmm. and tell us a little bit then about the outsourcing industry that is uh, quickly emerging from Fiji. Definitely. Um, so, as you said, I'm the uh, director for executive director for Outsource Fiji. So, Outsource Fiji, in a nutshell, is a organization that promotes and markets Fiji as an outsourcing destination. Now, uh, pre-pandemic, I'd just like to take you back to pre-pandemic, where we had about say three thousand, only three thousand people employed in the sector. It was pretty. Uh, it was a very, fairly small size of operations happening in Fiji, but uh, and we had mainly, I guess, the uh, main service areas were contact center operations and a little bit of back office operations support. But that sort of, uh, during the pandemic, I think when most of the other destinations were facing challenges. Fiji continued to uh, remain in operations, meaning our government announced the outsourcing industry as an essential service provider. So we were able to open up our operations and we, in that process, we attracted more and more clients to come in and set up here in Fiji, investors to set up here in Fiji and clients who were looking for a risk diversification location to you know, just diversify their risks from where they were placed at that moment. And then that quickly caught on and now we have about 8,000 people employed in the sector and it's continuously growing. Um, so just to go back a bit, the industry predominantly was doing more of the contact center support roles, contact center IT help desk support roles. And now we are seeing an increase in accounting and finance roles, we're seeing an increase in uh, software development, the knowledge processing, outsourcing uh, sector is also growing here in Fiji. Um, and this actually started, the industry started back in 2002 when ANZ Bank set up its uh, back office operations, its specific operations here in Suva in Fiji, which is the capital city of Fiji. And that slowly caught traction of all of the other international investors. So we have, we had Mindpill come in and set up in Fiji. We had now KPMG, PwC, Ernest & Young sharing, uh, having their back office and uh, shared service operations 
are based out of Fiji. And then we had more and more BPOs joining in. So right now we have about 30 BPO KPO service providers as part of the industry. And it's we are seeing a very big growth trend. That's incredible. So of course, you know, COVID was a very hard time for everyone globally and for industry, mm-hmm. but it certainly seemed to be a silver lining for Fiji then. And, mm-hmm. you know, for an industry to effectively, you know, 150% growth over two years is, is really mm-hmm. phenomenal and um, testament to your industry as well. And what is amazing, I think, about these smaller countries is that, you know, if the if the government and industry has consensus and alignment uh, and motivation to to get these things on the map, then things can really start happening very quickly, can't they? And it's fantastic to see that now your industry is 8,000 strong. Uh, where do you see the, what are the ambitions? You know, uh, well, I suppose first, what is Outsource Fiji? How would you describe that, um, your body that you work with? Great. So Outsource Fiji is uh, it's a brand, it's an organization uh, that markets Fiji as an outsourcing destination. But we also are the, here to protect the industry, to ensure that the environment is right, it, the, that we have a conducive environment for investors who are coming into Fiji, who are setting up their operations in Fiji, and also ensuring that our clients are protected. Um, so we have, we also have a council, which is called the Business Process Outsourcing Council, that's within the Outsource Fiji ambit, and uh, this council comprises of BPO service providers, KPO service providers, and some investment facilitators. So they come in and they form part of a community, and we work together to ensure that the uh, that the business environment for outsourcing service is is uh, is is a good one, and uh, it's um, you know it's uh, viable and it's reliable. Um, and another thing that we do as outsource Fiji is we connect potential clients to our BPOs that are part of our membership. And we do that through a series of checks and processes to ensure that we connect our clients with the right partners. Um, Generally, Outsource Fiji has a five-year, right now we have, we are, we are going to be launching our five-year strategic plan uh, next week. Uh, and the entire strategic plan is about how we can market, enable, protect, and grow this industry further. And our target is to have, by the end of, by the end of 2025, we would like to have 25,000, at least 25,000 people employed in the sector. It's a pretty ambitious goal because that's just uh, three years away but uh, looking at the growth trend that we have had for the past two years and also the uh, the inquiries and the interest that we have been receiving we are slowly seeing the trend happening and there is abundance of talent available here in Fiji so and the talent is also very diverse and very moldable as well so uh, we are seeing more and more graduates coming out of the universities looking for job opportunities which are very limited here in Fiji for because we are a small island nation so we have a market of people or a group of people young vibrant dynamic individuals who are out there and who are looking for jobs that are sustainable so and this industry fits into the picture really well 
yeah, so that is our plans and that, that's what Outsource Fiji is really uh, doing. And we are also working with institutions like our universities and higher education systems to ensure that um, there are there are the graduates coming out of these universities are taught the right skills so they can really get a job in this sector. So we're trying to close that supply demand gap uh, as well to ensure that, you know, the BPOs, the KPOs, the outsourcing service providers have the right talent, have access to the right talent. I can assume that it's it's a very attractive prospect for Fiji. This is truly a win-win because, as you said, you are a, a relatively isolated island nation. You have a lot of young people that, with the skills, um, but, you know, there's just not a big enough domestic market to find reasonable jobs. But now with the outsourcing market, you're able to tap into the global economy, the global demand, and then there's sort of almost endless opportunities for your for your young and educated people to fill those roles. So it's pretty pretty exciting. And of course, your projections are uh, reflecting that. You know, if you're going to go from effectively 3,000 people to 25,000 people in what, just under, just over five years, that's that's pretty impressive growth. So congratulations. Can we maybe track the, the if I sort of interpret it correctly, it seemed to start with shared services, as you said, like ANZ and Ernst & Young and KPMG. And what is it turning into now? Is it, is it are you seeing uh, kind of um, other BPOs, other brands coming through into the country or are they domestic Fijian brands that are starting up and seeing the opportunity what do you you know I sort of if I interpret this correctly the first stage was all of these shared services where do you see the sort of stage two and three of this evolution yeah so there's a couple of different um, areas and aspects one is of course the shared services which really started the uh, BPO industry but now we are seeing a lot of investors coming in and setting up their BPO operations. So they are essentially providing services to clients based overseas. Most of our investors are from Australia. And I think most of our clients uh, are also from Australia and New Zealand because for them, we're just a near shore destination. Um, and uh, our relationship, I think, with Australia and New Zealand has been pretty strong in terms of trade um, and development. So uh, <coughs> that has given us a lot of leeway in terms of accessing those opportunities and markets. We also are now trying to tap into other markets like the US and Europe and uh, UK as well, because we are now seeing a few uh, you know, a bit of interest generated from those markets as well. Um, predominantly, it's more customer contact center work. It was before it was more customer contact center work, but now we are seeing a rise in terms of uh, financial and accounting services as well, back office operation services as well. So now the prospects are very diverse uh, for the for the industry. Um, and apart from just being, you know, a shared service destination, we are also now being looked at like like a GBS or business capability centers. Um, and 
We're also being looked at as an outsourcing destination where clients are choosing to outsource their services to Fiji. So it has grown, I think, tremendously. And there's a diverse range of services and offerings that we have as a destination. Well done. Well, you know, I see outsourcing as a as a sort of branch of global employment, and there are other branches. And in the Philippines, for example, you see a lot of freelancers, and uh, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of Filipinos on the Upworks and Fivers of the world. Uh, mm-hmm. And then also another branch of global employment is really just remote work, and there's a growing number mm-hmm. of remote work. Uh, websites offering offering just remote professional roles uh, to people mm-hmm. direct. Do you see, you know, is the sort of average typical Fijian realizing that they can tap into the digital global economy? Are you seeing um, Fijians sort of take up the opportunity of Upwork or remote jobs online? Is that is that kind of um, also happening at the same time? I think that actually has opened doors for a lot of Fijians to to really tap into, and I have uh, I have personal experience that I've actually uh, in my own sort of startup space I wanted to create a, a platform as well that I'm currently working on, but apart from that, of course, uh, they are now able they have realized. Uh, I think COVID has made a lot of people realize that remote work is a possibility, um, and that is definitely going to add to our transformation into a digital economy and accessing these digital and global jobs, like you mentioned earlier, Derek. And I think it is a testament or it is a positive direction. It shows how much our country has progressed. We also have access to great ICT infrastructure. Um, uh, We have the Southern Cross Cable Landing Station here in Fiji, so we are connected to the rest of the world through that. And we also have a large brand, Telstra, which has acquired one of our telcos here in Fiji, DigiCell. And uh, now they are you know, looking at expanding our network and access to uh, better ICT infrastructure. So that gives us the leeway or the access we need to really tap into the digital economy. And there's definitely a lot of opportunities for young people to tap into the platforms that you that you mentioned as well, because now for us, um, we are seeing a lot of uh, easy and reliable access to internet. Uh, before, it wouldn't have been a possibility, I'd say, 10 years ago because it was really expensive, but now it's become very easy and affordable to access uh, internet as well. So I think those are the opportunities that are definitely available for the young people here. It is really the technology layer that opens up all these opportunities, isn't it? And you know, 20 years ago, you were an isolated island and you, you, for better or worse, you were limited to your domestic economy. But now there's incredibly fast internet. And also, you know, I, I assume it's the same in Fiji, but all of the youth are growing up in an international environment where, you know, they're all watching Netflix and YouTube and in common forums and chat rooms. And uh, so they're really growing up with an international perspective. And of course, they can just connect into that international economy now, which is so powerful for, you know, the the economy and the opportunity of people, because uh, typically when you are on a relatively remote island, then the the opportunities were limited. But it, it seems that that is not 
so much the case now. Um, What is the position of the government? Are they supportive in this? Often you see in the sort of outsourcing playbook, the government might carve out some tax incentives. Uh, There might be some kind of IT parks and, um, you know, economic zones carved out. Are you seeing the same thing happen with Fiji? And what is the general government sentiment behind the outsourcing industry? The government, of course, has been really supportive um, and we have, like you mentioned, we have a lot of tax incentives. So we have a 20-year tax holiday uh, for BPO, ICT operations. We have, um, you know, the special economic zones being set up. We, ha- we have ICT parks that are coming up um, and there's a lot of support for, from the government to market Fiji as an outsourcing destination. Our Minister for Commerce uh, was also at an event with us promoting the industry in, in Portugal uh, just a few months ago. And uh, that shows the level of commitment they have for this industry. And uh, they have been a part of our journey as an organization as well, you know, by providing us through funding support. And also them just recognizing the industry during the pandemic as an essential service provider allowing them to continue operations without you know um, of course with the proper restrictions in place for covid but uh, just having them continue operations was a great i think uh, advantage for us as as a destination as a location so there's a lot of support from the government and now there's a lot of push from the government to to have more investors coming in and setting up here in Fiji because of course ultimately our economy was predominantly reliant on tourism and during the pandemic uh, there was this stark realization that we can no longer just rely on one industry for for economic perspectives um, and we need uh, you know we need another industry to be able to cater for that loss, so which is now being realized as the BPO industry. So that, that is why there's a lot of prominence that is being given to this sector. Apart from this, they've also funded a few education programs, capacity building programs for the industry, and they've been a part of the development of such programs too. So there's a lot of support that the government has already provided the industry and they are continuing to uh, provide more as we go along. So that's a great indicator to to foreign investors or prospective clients as well, isn't it? When you've got the full weight and force of the government working towards this, you know, being a successful outcome, that's that's a pretty, um, you know, it's a, it's a very positive signal to people that are exploring this and and willing to give it a go then you know if you if you've got all of this support and momentum uh it it certainly should encourage those that are on the fence mm-hmm. fantastic really exciting stuff um you know we as i from my perspective how i see the evolution of the industry is that you know 20 to 30 years ago you had all of the big enterprise and also all of the shared services begin their outsourcing journey and all of them have been outsourcing now for 20 30 years and the next wave as i see it is the smes of the of the globe you know whether it's uh, an accounting firm an architect firm or a, an electrician or a hairdresser even mm-hmm. and they're going to get 
things outsourced, such as digital marketing and mm-hmm. um, accounting and bookkeeping. Does is Fiji? Do you see their capacity within Fiji to um, cater to more individualized needs at this stage? So, if you know a small SME um, needs one accountant, one digital marketer, and uh, one uh, sales um, lead gen, is is their capacity within Fiji to to sort of run those smaller operations at the moment, or are you sort of more looking for the contact center kind of clients? So, a uh, great question there, Derek. Fiji is actually a, a great location, like we'd say, for SMEs who are looking to outsource their functions. It could be any function, like you mentioned, it could be digital marketing, it could be help desk support, it could be accounting, finance, um, anything and everything. Uh, and because Fiji has a small population, uh, our market, our target market is actually the small to medium businesses anyway. Um, and then for large organizations, we are more a risk diversification location. So they do outsource to us. But in terms of, you know, diversifying their risk, uh, they might have a large operation based elsewhere, but then they look at Fiji as an outsourcing destination. But yes, for small businesses, for medium businesses, we do have some of our BPOs who offer support to these businesses. It could be they usually start off with, I'll just give an example, one of our companies, one of the clients, a few, I think a few months back, started off with two people. And now because of the cost efficiency and the savings and the quality of the services being offered by the Fiji team, they have now grown their team to 10 so they started off with two people and now, you know, in just a few few months time, they have increased their number to, to 10 people. So it's definitely a destination for small to medium businesses who are looking to outsource their functions. Yeah, that's fantastic. And, you know, a lot of people see that as a, as a bit of a negative, but I, I see that as the future of the industry. There's, there's literally 40 million small and medium-sized businesses across the high-cost English-speaking world. And they're all looking for opportunities uh, to to for staffing. Uh, really exciting. And um, can you give any kind of indication in terms of cost? I, I really have no idea of the kind of typical salary in Fiji, the salary expectations for either, um, you know, professional or, or standard roles. Can you give any oversight? What is a, a sort of common or typical salary in Fiji, if indeed there is a typical salary so it could range uh, anywhere I, I would just quote australian dollars because most of our clients um deal in, in australian dollars so um it could be anywhere between nine like for a basic contact center operations role it could be anywhere from nine to 12 australian dollars it really depends on your requirements and the skill level that you're after but uh, we are now seeing uh more and more smaller businesses like you mentioned derek uh, go for a sort of like a part-time role so they what they do is they have this person just say work for four hours or five hours. And what the BPO here does is places them as a shared service resource. 
So they could be working for company A for four hours in the first half of the day and they could work for company B for the four hours in the next remaining half of the day. So there's a lot of options and opportunities. It really depends on the requirements of the clients and the cost that they're looking for and their budget. Got it. And again, I think that is is perfect, isn't it? You know, in my experience of getting people, getting clients started with outsourcing is, is you know, remove all of the, the barriers, remove all of the friction, get them started, get them seeing the results and the incredible uh, output for the, the great cost. Uh, and then they can they can expand from there. And it's certainly a, a pretty valuable uh, concept. Uh, and what about the different time zones? Are you, you know, obviously Fiji is is very close to New Zealand and, and Australia, um, both time zone, but also sort of very culturally aligned. Uh, you, you said that's your main market for now, but how does how does Fiji gel with the bigger markets of, of the US and Canada and things like that? Obviously, the, the time zones are, are quite different. Mm-hmm. I think the the best part of it is when we were in in UK Europe, we realized that, um, that there's a lot of demand for overnight processing as well. So you know while you're you're sleeping, this how we'll say it while you're sleeping. We're still we are working here, at the background in you know in our offices doing overnight processing. So the next day you have everything ready and sorted for you. Um, I think that's one factor and the ability, the capability of us uh, doing a 24-7 operations is also a possibility. So that is not a barrier. The time zone is definitely not a barrier for us. Um, and we have been able to provide services to some US-based clients and UK-based clients as well. In fact, we have uh, potentially an investor from, from the UK coming up and setting their back office operations here in Fiji pretty soon. So um, so there's a lot of opportunities in that space where we are able to do overnight processing. Uh, some, of our, um, uh, some of our BPOs are able to offer multiple shifts over the weekends as well. So uh, that is not that has not been an issue for us. And I think that is an interesting market for us to tap into as well. And you have a relatively small population of just 1 million people. Uh, do, do you think, you know, if you have a few good years of outsourcing growth, will will you be at capacity? Are you, are you going to be full up in a few years? Like how many, you know, how many potential employees are there uh, that are, you know, conversant with computers and, and um, these professionalized roles? Um, do you think you'll run out of, uh, qualified, capable staff if, if you have a big growth boost? Yep. So thank you, Dagan. That's a very, fairly good question. Uh, what we are seeing right now, like I said earlier, is that uh, Fiji has a lot of up-and-coming talent. We have a very young, dynamic workforce. 65, I mean, 65% of our population are below the age of 30. And uh, there's a lot of up and coming young talent into the industry and we have about three in three universities here in Fiji is churning out around five to six thousand graduates every year so um, there's a lot of 
talent availability and there's in the future there's going to be more talent availability because as young people come in through universities they're going to become job seekers and then you know this industry can definitely cater for that need um but like you said what happens if you reach the uh, potential growth uh, stage so that is why when we are marketing fiji as an outsourcing destination we are not saying to large organizations to come in and set up your entire center here because of course we know we don't have the capacity what we are saying is you, you can have a subset of your office based out of fiji as a risk diversification opportunity and to to really um, and and of of course to the small to me small and medium businesses you know to slowly outsource their services here in Fiji, so we're not we're not of course uh, as large as the Philippines and and India of course in terms of population, but our I think our our main selling point is our one hour quality our people our literacy rate which is at around 99 percent, um, and we have a large English speaking population. We have, um, you know, up and coming young dynamic workforce that are ready to go into employment and the BPO sector is something that has been really attractive for them because they are able to work in an international environment, you know, learning international systems. Uh, so that is something that's very intriguing for them. So, and just to give you a bit of a perspective, uh, most of our clients have said that, you know, that they have experienced less than 5% uh, attrition rates within their, um, you know, within their lifetime of being here in Fiji. So that speaks volumes around staff loyalty and which is not common in, in other destinations and locations that our clients have outsourced to. So it's a breath of fresh air to be able to listen that you do have a workforce that is there, but you have a reliable workforce, so you don't have to go through, you know, um, a lot of people and you don't have to go through the cost of training staff again and again. So that is an advantage that Fiji offers as a destination. Yeah, it's really exciting. One thing I noticed, you know, growing up in New Zealand, there's a there's a high level of migration between Fiji and New Zealand and Fiji and Australia. And a lot of it is economic migration because there aren't the opportunities necessarily in Fiji. But of course, it's a wonderful place to live. Do you, you know, do you see a lot of Fijians return home? You know, a lot of people must return home, obviously, to be with their family, but to, to settle and retire again. Do you think that um, having a lively outsourcing industry could potentially reverse the brain drain uh, and this mm. economic migration that Fiji has seen if, if Fiji is now able to have those white-collar and professional roles within Fiji. Do you think that that might slow down a, a sort of country's brain drain? We definitely think that this industry has the potential um, to do that. Uh, and... Uh, it's uh, it's something that we are closely working on as an organization. Um, and we are seeing that even though that uh, some of the Fijians that do go abroad uh, for greener pastures, of course, we've seen a lot of investment in, in this space from the Fijian diaspora living in Australia and New Zealand. And they're able to sort of connect us with the... Um, with the companies and organizations based in, in the countries that they're residing in. 
so uh, there's a lot of give and take uh, i guess in in that aspect but of course to your statement yes i think this industry has the potential to to reduce the brain drain that has been happening uh, because we are now being able to provide them with these international job opportunities through the industry and they have uh, better pay packages they have better salaries um, and most of our not most all of our bpos pay above our minimum wage rate so that gives them access to a better standard of living as well and they're closer to home closer to their families so that is an appealing, uh, this is definitely an appealing industry. Fantastic. It's great to hear. And, you know, so often I am, I encounter resistance and friction saying that outsourcing is unethical and, you know, people aren't paid enough and people are in bad conditions. Um, but from all of your accounts, uh, this is a fantastic opportunity for Fiji, uh, the Fijian people. Um, it, it is is there anything negative about this industry? I think that's why, uh, Derek, thank you. And I think that's why this industry body has been set up. This is why Outsource Fiji is here. Like I said, one of our mandate is to ensure that we protect the industry, that we protect our people as well. Um, and we don't want them to, to get exploited per se, like, like you mentioned. Um, so there's a lot of work that we are doing in terms of ensuring quality of the companies that are coming in and setting up in Fiji to ensure that certain standards are met. Uh, just next, um, in, in the coming few weeks, we are launching our infrastructure standards document, which is going to be a guiding document for BPO operators and investors coming into Fiji to follow. And, you know, it has all of our legislations and our laws and OHS requirements. Everything is placed in that one document that they need to follow. So those are some checks and processes that we are putting in place from our end to ensure that we protect the industry, we protect our people, we protect our clients, and we protect our investors as well. Yeah, it's it's uh, great to hear. Uh, and you know, I've recently, in recent weeks, had conversations with uh, different countries like Uzbekistan, uh, a association representing the Balkans, uh, Vietnam, Jordan, Albania, uh, and the list goes on. And Colombia, of course, mm-hmm. but that's already a pretty established market. And Peru, and all of these countries now have set their sights on the outsourcing industry. Uh, and again, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I I I feel that it's just one aspect of global employment. And I think as the world kind of unites under this, under the rails of these of technology, uh, then it's, it's an incredible opportunity for, um, for all of these countries to, to enter the global workforce. So uh, really exciting to see. And, and again, congratulations to, to your association and Fiji for the incredible growth that you've seen. And uh, I'll certainly, love to um, keep track of you over the coming years and and celebrate with you when you reach that 25,000 people employed it will be a it will be an amazing achievement I'm looking forward to it too thank you Derek of course I encourage everyone as I do on most of these podcasts if people are interested in outsourcing um, I really recommend people pick up the phone and have a conversation and uh, see how offshoring can be applied to their business specifically. Uh, so it's great uh, to have a conversation. Um, if anyone wants to learn about Fiji 
uh, as an outsourcing destination, how, how can they get in touch with you or learn more about that? Perfect. So um, one is our website. So you can definitely go on to outsourcefiji.com. And uh, I will also drop in my email, which is uh, shagufta.janif at outsourcefiji.com, which is also based on our contact us page. And we also are very active on LinkedIn and social media. So you can follow our pages there. It's uh, Outsource Fiji. Um, on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. That was Sagutha Janif, the Executive Director of Outsource Fiji. As always, if you want any of the show notes, go to outsourceaccelerator.com slash podcast. And if you want to ask us anything, then just drop us an email to ask at outsourceaccelerator.com. See you next time.